0: Can we talk about how awful Dunkin' Donuts is for just like 30 seconds? I, I was really hoping that we would find a natural segue into yeah. it, and
1: I'm so glad <laughs> we did.
0: Welcome to Less Than or Equal, the podcast about pursuing equality and geekdom by celebrating the diverse and their accomplishments. I'm your host, Aline Sims, and today I am joined by Joe Rosensteel. Joe, Welcome.
1: Hello, Aline.
0: How are you?
1: I'm Peachy. How are you?
0: I'm okay. Who are you, Joe? Uh,
1: I am a visual effects artist uh, and a computer nerd. Uh, I live in the Los Angeles area, and I uh, do work in film and television stuff uh, for VFX. And uh, I've been doing that since uh, 2005. Uh, I have a uh, podcast thingy that I do, and which is how we've come to know each other is through podcasting and twitter um so there there's there's that and that's probably what anybody might know me from or what I would be known for so
0: so how did you get into visual effects
1: uh i uh I went to school I, well yeah there's this is a thing called school, and ah, so they give ah. you these these, uh, tests and then they give you a piece of paper at the end, but, uh, and you cry a lot, so much crying. Uh, so I, I went, uh, to school and, uh, it was an art college and I graduated in 2005, a BFA, which is why I'm such an idiot. Um, (laughs) and, uh, so I, I, uh, did, did that whole thing. Um, and, uh, I was inspired uh, by back in the nineties and what was, uh, model work. Um, and then what became, you know, the, the draw, dropping off of what they were doing with models and, uh, puppets and all that and stop motion and what they started doing with computers. Um, and, uh, I, w- I was very interested in that and I pursued a uh, computer animation. I'm not actually a very good animator though. Um, so I, uh, found that I, I liked a particular part of it and I, I work mostly with, uh, lighting and, uh, doing compositing, um, where that's where you like, Lighting is sort of like setting up fake lights on the fake geometry that's inside the computer so that you can render it. And it looks like it was lit by something Um, as opposed to like default GL shading. Uh, And then compositing is where you take that and you put that with other layers of things and with theoretically maybe a photographic plate or you manipulate just a photographic plate and you don't have anything that you rendered uh, in it. So there's all that amazingly boring stuff. So,
0: so you make things, you make fake things look real.
1: No, sometimes I make fake things look fake too. But, uh, uh, yeah, Mm
0: -hmm. that's complicated.
1: It's, it's really complicated. Um, it's, it's, it's not something that most people care about because it's, uh, if you do what you're doing correctly, then you theoretically shouldn't really perceive much of anything, uh, most of the time. So that, that's, that's fun though.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I do the thing that nobody notices Mm -hmm. in things. Yeah, that's nice. That's that's nice. I remember uh, when I was in high school taking art class, and my art teacher was like, "So you see how like it's lighter at the top, and and it gets darker toward the bottom." And I'm like, "No, like I I don't have that part of my brain, um, for for interpreting how things are lit. Like I'm better now that I've done a lot of photography, but I'm still just like, "Eh, yeah, no." I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I,
1: I, got into it mainly from like drawing, which is a totally different set of school, uh, skills. And, uh, when you're, when you're drawing before you go to art college, you're all like all about lines and stuff. Um, and then they teach you that it's really about shading and not about the lines. And then that, that makes your brain melt because then you got to like, try to draw the human body without drawing an edge of the human body. Um, which is, which is really hard. So yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. Uh, I'm not very good at figure drawing either. So get get that right out there. Joseph Rosensteil, not very good at anything. <laughs> Except lighting. Thank, th- yeah. Thanks. Thanks to Joe for being a guest who, <laughs> who's not qualified. Um, so
0: shortest <laughs> podcast ever. Mm-hmm. So it's, let's talk about your podcast. I've actually talked about it a little bit, um, on here, but what, what is your podcast?
1: Oh, uh, well, I do a podcast with, uh, Dan Sturm, um, who is in the Phoenix area along with you. He and is. And I, he, he also doesn't really like Phoenix very much and thinks it's hot. So.
0: <laughs> it <you> is.
1: <laughs> know, go, go figure. But, uh, we do it and it's mostly about films. Um, and, uh, we have a very random and, uh inarticulate process for selecting things and then talking about them. Um, and it's, it's sort of rambly friends discussing movies thing, not like an actual educational experience for the most part. Uh, and, uh, so there's that. And, uh, then there's, uh, another podcast that I've done a few episodes of now with a friend of mine, uh, who I've come to know through Twitter, who's actually in Canada and, and he's also gay. Uh, and we talk about technology basically from our shared perspective um we've only done a couple of those and, and 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 that's it
0: so i haven't listened to that one yet because you're on twitter and you're like don't listen to this and i'm like okay well joe told me not to
1: oh no i, I only told jason snell not oh to listen you only to told it.
0: jason not to listen like to it, i
1: see because you know he's, he's like a podcast king and he so is. then it was just like please don't judge me Aww. i am not worthy uh but uh yeah so i i i only said that to him also we we kind of I, I uh hum a few bars of trying to do the incomparable theme song at the beginning of the first episode. So I was like, please don't listen to it. So <laughs> I don't think that's good. Uh but but yeah, that's that's basically it. It's fine to listen to. It's okay. Okay. It won't hurt you. Um okay. no, no no refunds though.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. Well I'll, I'll think about it. No refunds okay. on the free podcast. Okay. Yeah. So so defocused, you talk about movies with Dan. How did you and Dan meet?
1: We didn't. It was on Twitter. Uh we were we we recently had a 1 year anniversary and we discussed this so this might sound repetitive if someone were to listen to have uh, listen to but i don't know i don't think there's much overlap anyway so the story is we uh were both following merlin Mann, and uh we're noticing each other's in it, it, like in the comments and stuff uh talking about things like twitter tweeting things and we're just like oh hey you do visual effects f2 and oh you do visual effects f too. oh you're mostly telling unfunny jokes. Oh, you're mostly telling unfunny <laughs> jokes. And so we we uh collaborated. Uh and then uh I was like you know, BSing on Twitter for like a year and then it was uh we were just like well well uh we, we were in a, both of us happened to be in a particular period of uh less than stellar employment and we were just like let, let's let's start up something. And so we we started up uh, a a a a well we started a few iterations of trying to start a podcast and then we actually had a podcast and that was that was a big achievement over the previous efforts of not having one uh (laughs) and attempting to have one yeah we we just did that podcasts are hard Uh Mm uh-huh as as i know that you are probably well aware of
0: (laughs) yeah sometimes I, i sit and think and i'm like why why do i do this oh yeah got it
1: yeah well it's really the scheduling part that's like because you're just like, oh, I'm just going to talk to somebody. And like you have it like even weirder because you, you don't even have like an expected person to talk to all of the time. It's just like just whatever, <laughs> like to- contacting totally random people.
0: Yeah. And and for a while it was not easy. Well, that's still not easy, but it was like super not easy in the beginning because I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast about diversity. And everyone was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to come talk to you about that. it was like, OK, cool. I don't know what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I applaud and admire the fact that you started it because I, I look at uh, issues around diversity. I'm like that. It seems like I would do that badly. Um, so I'm really happy that you do it well. Uh, so there's, there's that.
0: Well, thank you. So what is do you get people asking you like, I want to start a podcast? What do I do? Do you, do you get those questions?
1: Oh, like so seldom, because I think people I think if you listen to me at all, then you're probably pretty well aware that I'm not (laughs) actually an expert on anything. Uh, So you should probably go listen to uh, Jason Snell or or, uh, uh, Mike Hurley or somebody else talk about how, you know, to start a podcasting empire, because I have uh, two podcasts now that I, I don't get paid for. So yeah, <laughs> they're, they're they're magnificent hobbies. Uh, and I, I can tell you how to start your hobby if that makes you feel any better. But uh, yeah, I, I don't have any particularly amazing advice on, on podcasting.
0: Yeah. I, I, and I don't really either, except like if you don't like it, you're in trouble. Uh, if you're not having fun doing it, you're not going to stick with it. And like you're probably not going to build a podcasting empire like that's incredibly difficult to do.
1: Yeah, I I am in awe of doing that. Uh and it but it is one of those things that's very easy to sit on the sidelines and say, like, oh it's just people talking on Skype and like I could do that. Like I could push a couple buttons. Like what's w- so hard about this? And it's like I don't know, people are hard. Um having having things to talk about is hard. Uh, having some sort of a subject or an opinion and then putting it out on the internet is very difficult Mm -hmm. um, because you will receive feedback uh, on, on that. Even if you don't have a lot of people following you, someone will say something (laughs) Uh, and, 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 you know, you gotta, you gotta manage that. And it's just like, you know, Hey, it's my, my hobby and I am receiving a set of demands. This is, this is curious. Uh, But, but that's the, you know, you're, you're used to that. I'm sure.
0: You know, I, I don't get a lot of feedback, Oh, which is right, right. It's, it's really no. And I'm glad, I mean, don't, <laughs> don't get me wrong because when, um, when I started this, so it's been like right at a year ago and, you know, Justin and I would take walks in the neighborhood and like, is this really a good idea? And it's kind of like, it, things weren't quite as volatile then as they are now, even though it was just a year ago. And like, you know, you're probably going to get harassed. And like, are we really, really willing to deal with that? And like, I haven't. And I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly grateful. Don't get me wrong. But it's, surpri- it's actually surprised me quite a bit that um, the majority of the feedback I get is positive or like um, constructive. You know, people aren't attacking me, which is shocking.
1: Oh, well, I didn't mean to make it sound like I was being attacked or that you were being attacked. I, I just meant, you know, you, you you do get feedback. I do
0: get you, feedback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I guess like I think of it and I, I, I'm always ready. Like I'm always mm-hmm. I'm always waiting for, for that to happen. So
1: you're like, bring it on. And you open up the, the big gates to face the the horde outside. And then there's nothing. No, <laughs> no. Like it's crooked.
0: more like, oh, God, please. No, <laughs> please don't let that happen. Yeah. Although I've. Got that talk with Brianna Wu that's supposed to hit the internet. Sometimes <laughs> we'll see what happens after that.
1: Uh, am I supposed to be scared? Should I batten down my hatches?
0: I, I no, I don't think so.
1: Okay, just checking. I wasn't sure what what the danger level was at. Like, are we at DEFCON uh like four for this or like what what's going on?
0: Um,
1: oh, I always forget how DEFCON works. Defcon- is it the high number that's good and then the low number is the bad? Yep. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we're we're at like we're at like four and three quarters. It, it's not bad.
1: Oh, because okay. it's like a Harry Potter DefCon. <laughs> it's like
0: yeah, maybe not quite. Yeah, like everyone's depressed because the Dementors are coming, and it's like life.
1: Uh-huh. I, I meant more like in between two things, and then you like go walk uh, through into the imaginary land. Okay, um, that too. Yeah, yeah, the imaginary land of uh, horrible internet abuse.
0: <laughs> Just isn't that imaginary.
1: No, it's not really, honestly. So there's that thing.
0: There's the internet. Thing. So, um, where was I going? You said so. I know. <laughs> like, you'd think I'd be able to remember based off of that, but...
1: <laughs> Did you want to talk about the internet? Did you want to talk about Twitter? Did you want to talk about uh, computers? Did you want to talk about <laughs> women in tech? Did you want to talk about...
0: Hawaii... Supreme Court decision we could we could do a lot of things, Oh,
1: ah, yeah, Supreme Court decision's always good.
0: Yeah. yeah, well, let's talk about the Supreme Court decision. all right, uh yay, yay. at long last, the Supreme Court has said, not only is gay marriage constitutional, it has always been constitutional, um not that it helps us retroactively or anything, but yay. Well, it
1: helps for like legal cases that are currently in progress or were in progress at the time of this. Um, there were several things that were put on hold pending the outcome of this trial. Uh, there was today a decision rendered in a uh, a uh, Louisiana's Louisiana's Supreme Court um, on uh, two women who had married outside of the state uh, were seeking legal recognition of their marriage, uh, and, and it had to it was related to their adoption. And the uh, judges of the Louisiana Supreme Court are not nice people. Um, and you can go read what they have to say about it for yourself. But uh, it, is, it is one of those things where it definitely really helped that the Supreme Court decided this because the patchwork of different states deciding things uh, is not necessarily great. And now mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who will be like, oh, well, it's a state's rights, uh, state's rights issue because uh, marriage should be decided by the state. And it's like, well, okay. Let's let's back it up and we'll think about the last time that a major marriage issue was decided by the states. And that would be uh, probably Loving v. Virginia, uh, which is, you know, of course, referenced by the Supreme Court when they're turning over this decision, uh, because that was the Supreme Court saying, hey, no, you can't have those uh, laws apply anywhere that separate, you know, a a people based on race from marrying each other. Uh, And uh, so. You know, if, if someone is like, "Oh, well, it should just be a states' rights issue," and that's what I really support. That's why I don't like the Supreme Court decision. Then just pose them a question and be like, "Do you really want to like go back on this other thing, or are you th- saying these are two separate things for some reason?" Um, because it's it's just about you know doing something that is appropriate for all U.S. citizens in no matter where they happen to live in the United States, uh, and that it really isn't fair to people to have that be a patchwork issue. Uh, so, you know, there, there's, there's that kind of stuff, but I, overall, you know, I'm really happy, even though there are a couple like Bozo decisions, like, you know, uh, Scalia and Roberts oh and Clarence Thomas, they all had their, their dissents and they were all not really super well thought out really. Uh, there's a thing called cognitive dissonance. Uh, and so you know, I recommend anyone in, listening to this go go look up that term and then go read these uh decisions that were turned in you'd be like oh that's interesting uh cuz another thing you'll see is like oh this is legislating from the bench like uh you know these uh, in, in the uh Louisiana uh Supreme Court justices uh turned when they were turning over their uh uh decision uh today that they were uh what was it uh, G- Jeanette something i can't remember her name she she was like oh well this is uh, terrible because I have to recognize this thing. And it's bad because these are these lawyers, these unelected lawyers are deciding this for everyone else. And four unelected lawyers decided this. And it's like, well, nah. uh, it, it's, it's like it's kind of like putting it in a weird like set of terms there because, uh-huh. it can't, it, you know, you can't be like this is you know, all about states' rights and how the Constitution is originally intended. And then you're like, well, Supreme Court justices should really be elected officials because that's like that, that's a little more fundamental of an issue uh, in terms of like the Constitution. because they, right? be, uh, they shouldn't be elected because they're not a legislative body. Uh, and that when you elect uh, judges, you have all kinds of weird things happen and you can go look up that stuff. Or just look at like the Senate and House and
0: like what happens there.
1: Yeah, because yeah they they, they is exactly the same set of issues because they have to answer to what their constituency wants and so they'll say or do or render verdicts uh that will yield outcomes that get them elected mm-hmm. so you can't you can't just be like oh these these terrible unelected officials like looming over us turning down these things like we don't we don't need to recognize this uh like in Kentucky there was a uh a, a county clerk um, who ignored a couple that was seeking to get married, uh, after this decision was turned over. Um, they were in the office waiting there, other people cut in line in front of them and they were talk- they were accepted. And, uh, then, uh, finally they t- agreed to talk to the, the two gay people, um, the two gay men and the, uh, clerk, a, a woman in this particular case said that she wasn't going to marry them. She wasn't going to marry anybody. Like no marriages were going to be conducted that day. It wasn't just going to happen. And so they had to sit there through this like really passive aggressive BSE abuse in uh, Kentucky over this stuff. And, you know, it, it's that kind of like authority of like we we don't need to do this. This isn't an elected decision. This isn't like real stuff. This isn't what the people want. And it's like, you know, that's that's all malarkey because mm-hmm. there, there are multiple branches of government. This is a branch. It did its thing like Grow up. Right. Like, like that, that, that's it.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it's been really interesting for me, um, as, you know, a cisgendered straight person. Um, cause I've had friends, I, like, I. <laughs> Facebook is kind of a cesspool. Like, I think (laughs) most people acknowledge that. But like, you know, these people I grew up with in really conservative Colorado and and all I said was like, yes, and posted a link to an article. And I got so many messages and I'm just like, you know, too bad, like too bad word bad. Like (laughs) I just
1: I like how you're saving yourself work of editing that later.
0: (laughs) I know. It's for it's for Justin. It's all for my husband because mm-hmm. love. But <laughs> um, but I had a friend who was like, "Well, why did you and your husband get married? Because you know it's not for the children. You didn't you know get married to reproduce or or, or anything." And I'm like, "Well, we kind of liked each other, and there were like legal protections." And he's like, "Oh, yeah." And I was I. <laughs> No, there's, there is, there is,
1: there is a huge problem, um, between, you know, the, the notion that marriage is about producing children and the notion that, uh, marriage is about people loving each other, mm-hmm. um, and a, a bond. Um, now people will be like, oh, well it affords you special, uh, legal rights in certain situations because it's about those children. It's like, well, that's not necessarily true. Like, visitation rights in a hospital, uh, that's, that's, not about children. That's about, you know, your, your spouse coming in and making a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's, you know, the legal rights like living wills and stuff. It's like, there's, there's so much stuff that, that goes into this that has nothing to do with actually having children. And, uh, so it, it makes total sense for anyone really to want to get married. Uh, and that when people belittle it by saying that it's really about children, uh, then it, like, that's the real, uh, point of it, it's like, well, no, not really. And that's not, that's not just a, a Christian argument. I've heard the same argument made, you know, from atheists, uh, where it, they, I mean, they're homophobic atheists, They're homophobic, uh, anybody like it, it mm-hmm. doesn't have any like special requirement that you be like a, uh, fundamentalist Christian in order to be a, uh, a horrible person. Um, <laughs> it, but, it, and, and, you know, and I say fundamentalist because I mean, there are, so many uh, Christian people who are completely on board with same-sex marriage, mm-hmm. and uh their the Episcopal Church is going to be conducting uh, same-sex marriages, and so it's it's like th- you can't you can't really say Christianity. That makes it, it, I went off on a bit of a tangent, um, but you can't really say like one thing or the other. It's it's like you know th- there is a civil institution. There are reasons that it exists. It is for um protections that are not just about children and in the cases where it is about children then those protections should also apply if those if those uh couples choose to have uh kids um either through uh surrogacy or through adoption uh like it's loving homes and uh people who love them and children who will go on and grow up and be better in the world it's it's all good stuff um but you know there are protections
0: for those that that aren't involved in that process as well and it's awesome, you know. I just, I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I really am. And it, you know, part of it really hits home for me because I, I, I have a, a complex situation. I have a former couple who I am very close to, and um, uh, they they lost their daughter to cancer. Um, but I saw. You know, I I saw the struggle that they were going through is, you know, like whose insurance is she on and 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 deals with the hospital because, oh, she has two moms. Like and even it it was just bizarre. Um, So I'm I'm happy that one, hopefully with same gender marriage being legal, people are going to see this more. So it's not like weird because it needs to stop being weird for people or, you know, whatever reason it's weird. But, um,
1: I'm sorry to hear about your friends, by the way.
0: It was, um, it was hard.
1: Like, I mean, that's really terrible.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, um, she would have been 17 last month. So, um, it kind of sucked. It really sucked. But, um, but, you know, just, just watching, watching my friends try to navigate that with, um, you know, I don't think they had a whole whole lot of problems, um, and Phoenix is fortunately progressive enough that that they didn't have issues like with who was the doctor telling things to and that kind of thing. But I've heard of it happening, um, and and I'm just glad that we're getting to a point where things like that aren't going to be a big deal anymore.
1: Yeah. Oh, and I I hope that. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry for the loss, and I, I hope that they didn't have to struggle much with all of the extra stuff that. Uh, shouldn't really be dealt with by anyone. Uh, it is an extra concern, um, to, to have to deal with that. So I'm sorry to hear that.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it was, it was, it's been several years, but, um, she was a cool kid too. But anyway, um, so I completely derailed us with that story. Um, but yes, I'm, I'm extremely, extremely happy to see this, to see this happening. Um, and i'm glad i'm kind of glad as backwards as arizona can be like like same same gender marriage was legal in arizona before it hit the supreme court and i was like well we got one thing right just the one but we got one thing right yeah i mean
1: it it, it it's also a complex it, like in terms of how different states were enacting different things, mm-hmm. like in some states it was legislative uh, in other states it was uh, through a court process. Um, the only, um, I, I think this is still true unless something happened in uh, another country that I'm unfamiliar with, but the only one to actually do it by popular vote was Ireland. And, uh, what, what really makes it important is that all of the popular votes for, Uh, And all the legislative accomplishments of trying to ban it um, from ever being a consideration that would ever come up, um, that all that gets blown away by this, um, because I think that is uh, really important, Um, because in many cases, it's not really fair. Uh, Like in California, which like while we're talking about progressive and, you know, uh, liberal and conservative, it's it's like, well, doesn't really get much more liberal than, you know, granola eating California, does it? Uh, but the, you know, California passed prop eight, um, and that was, uh, 2008 and I'm sorry, uh, November of 2007, I think 2008. No, uh, it was when Barack Obama was elected same day. So it was like, mm. yay, boo. Right. Um, the, uh, it, it, that was an amendment to the state constitution, uh, through the California proposition process, uh, that allowed, these people to go ahead and put language in that it was, was about uh, a relationship between one man and one woman. Um, and there was a whole horrible process that I got to sit through of watching commercial advertisements uh, where people were talking about, oh, well, think of the kids, the teachers will be required to teach about uh, the homosexual lifestyle in schools. And it, it, like you can go type Prop 8 ads and and you will see just horrible stuff. Uh and it, it's the it, it's it's the kind of thing where you know you have to sit through all that. Everybody loses. Uh and then it goes through the court process and it w- went on for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Uh and it kept getting delayed and it was kicked back from the California Supreme Court and the 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 federal um uh uh district uh court, I'm sorry, circuit uh court here. And so it just went back and forth, and it was just like a big disaster before it finally went through. Um, and in that case, it's like, well, it really is not so much an issue of like a, uh, you know, and like you're saying with uh, with Arizona, it's, it's like, do we really want this stuff just like up in the air forever between all of these different states, just coming up with different things, and like you know, if it is legal in some place and then all of a sudden they decide to like make a constitutional amendment about it, then what happens to those people? Mm. Um, what, what happens if there's a, a, a misinterpretation and some people get married? Uh, what happens? Cause there was, a uh, the first, um, one of the first Supreme court rulings about, uh, people getting wed, uh, of the same gender here in California wound up with, those people's marriages being recognized but then everybody else's after that not being recognized um and it was like a little chunk of them so i was just like that's not really fair to anybody now you know is it and that was of course part of the reason why it was you know done away with but it's 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 a messy thing and i'm really happy that it's not a concern any longer and the thing that's the best about it was seeing all of the people responding about how great it was mm-hmm. on Twitter. I think the positivity of that experience is not just great for me as an adult person, but it is great for anybody else who is having problems or thinking about things in their life right now, and uh, can see that you know it's possible to be like a fully recognized real human being who can have a relationship with another human being and that the world will continue spinning and that everyone is totally supportive of it. Um, and you know, 60% of the U S is totally on board with it. Uh, that is not everyone, but it's pretty good. Uh, and you know, most of the people who are not on board with it as a marriage concept, are at least not complete jerks, um, most of the time. And, uh, (laughs) so there, there's, there's that. And, And I think that, and that that part of it cuz like i uh, i have i am in a relationship of 6 years with uh, my boyfriend um and while i'm not actually uh getting married anytime soon just the fact that it is an option that exists is great i'm super excited about that uh just like with don't ask don't tell like i don't i'm not applying for anything that would involve that but the fact that that is not an obstacle for someone else it's huge, uh, so you know it's all this 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 stuff that you don't necessarily be a, have to be a part of to enjoy, uh, just like you're enjoying it and you're not really a part of it. Um, but uh, but it does mean something. And it, it you know uh the old uh, heart strings and it melts the hearts and and all the fun stuff, rainbows.
0: And you have the bonus of going through what I went through, which was now when are you going to get married? Mm. It's just like the best.
1: Yeah, I'm really. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah,
0: no, <laughs> yeah.
1: no, I, I, I don't enjoy that kind of a conversation,
0: but uh, social pressure, how, right. how amazing is it? it yeah. It's, it's the best. That's why we're in the great shape we're in right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, and and so one thing that was interesting to me was like, you know, I did the thing where I changed my my avatar to like a rainbow avatar and um, and, and made more people on Facebook mad, which was also an added bonus. Um, but I also got criticized for it, which I thought was interesting. Aline, you, yeah. you know that,
1: that you I could just delete to, that. Yeah. You, you don't have to be on um, Facebook. Yeah. It is not like, I'm not on, like, I theoretically have a Facebook account. <laughs> Technically. I am not engaged with it. Um, uh, much to Mark Zuckerberg's chagrin, I'm sure. I'm, but, uh,
0: Sure, he weeps tears because you're not not yeah, actively he, engaged. He's,
1: he's super sad about it uh but you know they they've done a lot of really terrible stuff, like especially with the real name thing um so yeah i I don't really feel I need to participate in their social environment of of mostly conservative people commenting on news stories yeah. uh that I don't care about so <laughs> there we go
0: it's mostly it's mostly family um yeah. If it weren't for the family part, then I would not be on Facebook. But um, speaking of social contracts, unspoken social contracts, <laughs> I'm on Facebook because my family's on Facebook.
1: That That is why I just don't flat out delete it. Because uh, Theoretically, <laughs> they, they can see that I'm there, that I just don't participate. And then I'd be like, oh, well, I'm busy. And right. It's just like I haven't signed on in like forever.
0: I'm doing Hollywood things.
1: No, I'm not doing Hollywood things. I'm just not signing on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, anyway, I was saying that, um, I got criticized for changing my avatar to like the rainbow overlay over my face, not as much from, um, the conservative community as much as from the LGBTQ community.
1: That's curious. I hadn't heard of anybody being critical of, of somebody who was doing that. Could you, could you elaborate some more on why that was a thing? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it was it was actually because um, there were some people who were like, well, it doesn't actually do anything. Um, There was also um, some talk of which which I understand is completely valid that, um, you know, that that there is a lot of focus on the the lesbian, gay, trans issues um, in In the LGBTQ community, but the um, but bi people or um, gender nonconforming people are kind of being erased or 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 left out of discussions, Um, and so there is there is this interesting dynamic where it was like, okay, well, I'm kind of making people mad because because I have a rainbow avatar and it's pretty, and I'm kind of making people mad because I have a rainbow avatar and for them it represents their erasure in in the community and I don't buy that.
1: And I, I will, I will uh, not, not, not that I don't buy that you were telling me the story. I, I totally buy that <laughs> part. I, I don't buy the argument because here's the thing. I know that there is a lot of focus on gay and lesbian issues, especially on white gay and lesbian issues. Cause yay, yeah, you know, like that's, Privilege. that's, yes, I know. That's, it's just how it works out, which is really sad, but you know, the, It's not it was not a good thing that this sort of discrimination existed and celebration of it not being there anymore is not really cause to be critical of someone for enjoying that moment. I think that's totally valid to enjoy that moment. Um, It is it is great to go back and uh, also help other people and to be great about other causes. I don't necessarily think that this needs to be a measuring stick of how much we care about each other um, and, and, and how we can be uh, and how to judge one another against like milestones. Like I think that that's not really particularly helpful. I think we can just be like really super pally, wonderful, nice people to each other. Uh, so so there's there's that.
0: Yeah. And- it's my
1: opinion. Not, not not Aline's opinion, my opinion. <laughs>
0: Well, and I left it up, you know, for those reasons, because one, I'd realized by people like when people got really mad at me for posting my support, I was like, I have done a really poor job. Of apparently, like, even though I've posted about, like, ooh, gay rights are good, you know, like, <laughs> people were like really surprised. So I was kind of like, all right, I'm just going to let you all know that this is where I stand. Like, this is a very easy visual cue for you to at least know what my ideology is on this. And then, like, secondly, I am working to make things better. So I can do this. I'm not that other people can't. And like, thirdly, yeah. There are still issues and I'm still going to champion for those issues. But this was a really big deal. Um, so I I left it up until I created my avatar with my crown emoji. And now that's my new avatar.
1: <laughs> and, and now you're pro-monarchy. I am. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I, well, I mean, but here's the thing. It's like, I, I didn't even put up a rainbow avatar. I was super happy still. It doesn't, it, it doesn't mean anything. Thing. but you know if you're following me on twitter i think you figured it out um and you know i i, I celebrated this past week uh, a nice little vacation and so i had a, a picture of uh my boyfriend and i up so you know there there's that too it doesn't necessarily need to be a rainbow but whatever like you're out in the world doing your stuff um and and i i think it is worthy of uh celebrating when when something nice happens and and we shouldn't just all constantly be mired in misery um
0: It's the American way, Joe.
1: (laughs) No, I, I, yeah, I just, you know, and this is coming from me. Like like if you, if you listen to my podcast where I'm constantly like down on certain things in movies, like I'm pretty, pretty, pretty positive right now about, you know, this one particular thing. So it's, it's just nice. Um, that's not to say that there is not more that can be done with every issue on the planet. Um, but, but I, th- I don't think it's called for to it. be critical of somebody for celebrating for like a hot minute. Cause it's not like, you, like I said, you didn't change this over to a rainbow flag podcast. This is not all exclusively about gay people. Uh, there, there, there are so many issues that you discuss on here. So I think it is completely acceptable. Well,
0: thank you.
1: Uh, well, well, I'm glad cause I'm sure you needed my validation. I do.
0: I always, <laughs> I'm just like, always has Joe favorited my tweet well, yet? Has Joe favorited my tweet yet? <laughs> Because Joe said this is okay.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, I favor it to lots of kids. But uh I mean, like even if you think about it like on the podcast that you run with, with that's about equality. Um I, I was nagging you to like have like some gay people on. Not necessarily. And
0: so I was like come on the show, Joe. Yeah. And <laughs> cuz
1: I mean, there was um oh god, his name is escaping me right now thomas thomas yes and
0: cheerleader thomas, cheerleader is thomas. Amazing.
1: it was a very interesting story i can't believe he's not on twitter like get get on twitter thomas <laughs> what are you doing thomas uh,
0: I, i'm in touch with him i can tell i can tell him
1: no it's okay i don't want to <laughs> I, I don't want to ruin his world by twitter uh because that that's what that's t- true that's what twitter does ruins worlds uh you know brings people together with rainbow avatars and then ruins worlds yeah
0: so, yeah, you know, well, and it was a it was a valid point. And I kind of do this. Um, so Ken Gagne, um, of Polygamer podcast, for those of you who are um, new to the show, um, he he does. Um, it <laughs> his podcast is also kind of in the same vein as this one. It's um, gaming focused, whereas I'm more, you know, have a more broad. Um, like if you think you're a geek, I'm on the show. Um, But, you know, he and I talked about how um, sometimes it feels like we play diversity bingo. It's like, okay, so I've had this type of person on and this type of person on and that type of person on. And okay, I haven't had a lot of gay men on. I've had quite a few transgender women. I have not had a transgender man on like and I'm constantly doing this um, (laughs) this, like weird diversity roll call in my head. And it feels kind of odd sometimes. Yeah, well.
1: I can understand how that is. And that is often a criticism that is leveled against, um, uh, sort of progressive causes is like, Oh, well, what are you going to do? Make everybody happy. Uh, and it's like, well, maybe <laughs> if I'm <laughs> just, lucky, just cool, cool, cool your jets. <laughs> yeah. We'll try to make as many people as happy as possible. Um, and, and I think that you do a bang up job on your podcast personally. Uh, like it, it is, it is nothing it, like It's not necessarily a checklist, but you do look around and you're like, Hey, So do I feel like I have an adequate amount of like input on this? Do I feel like I have the perspectives that I need? Like you don't need to have a lot of particular feedback in certain areas. If you feel like you've had guests on for a certain amount of time, like even if I'm running a movie podcast, it's like, well, we did a lot of, 80s action movies I don't think we should do another one next week we should do you know whatever like there, there, there's that sort of decision it's just like it's not a checklist of like trying to satisfy every kind of movie that there is on the planet it's just like hey you gotta like round this out mm-hmm. um so when a lot of people are like oh well what are you gonna do like get the perfect ratio of all people in the population it's like well screw you like <laughs> we're, we're, we're just you know just gonna make it's make us feel like we have a round representation as, as round as we possibly can. And if there is criticism of it, then it can be um, looked at and addressed if if it feels like it needs to be addressed, which is why I'm here, because it felt like it needed to be addressed. And Let's, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and you can be like Joe. If you want to come on the show, just say hey. Yeah, I, <laughs> I,
1: I would I would greatly appreciate tons and tons and tons of people applying to be on the show cuz i think that it is great when you have different perspectives like i was just listening to your last episode today cuz i was unfortunately like a couple days behind and i was like you know i i i just genuinely love the diversity in guests because this is uh i think the second trans woman that was on the podcast and it's like it's not exactly the same experience as having you know mm-hmm. uh with amy's conversation it's just like this is just different stuff. Like it is more things. Um, and so I, I appreciate more things being here. So it's, it's all good stuff.
0: Yeah. And well, and that's really what I'm trying to do is, um, I, I think that marginalized people get, um, stigmatized and dehumanized a lot. And so part of my goal was to be like, Hey, look, like, look at these real people doing real things. Like, isn't this amazing? They're not just like, Made up imaginary computer things that you're yelling at, like
1: hey, I don't yell at my computer don't don't judge me
0: am I the only one who yells at their computer because
1: no I just curse under my breath very quietly oh.
0: <laughs> see, I do that too, and I also talk to Siri, and I'm always uh. like, please and thank you and so that when like robots take over the world, maybe I'll be spared um, so I always try to be really, really nice to the AI, but I say mean things under my breath.
1: No, it's not really an AI, so I'm totally fine with saying mean things to Siri. Well, yeah, that's true. Because it'll be like set a timer for 30 minutes, and it'll be like a watch pot never boils, and I'm like, no, <laughs> you you knock that off. You don't you, you don't get to say that to me, computer. Only
0: my mom says that to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes, just be nice. Be nice. It's not hard. I guess for some people it is, but you can try anyway.
1: It's also interesting that you brought up um, Ken Gagne and gaming and how the shows differ because gaming, I think, is definitely an area that could use some improvement. Although I'm sure that there are probably some people who feel like there's not as much need for improvement. Uh, So there's there's always them. Um, We
0: don't we don't need more representation in games. It's fine to tell the same story over and over and over again, which technically, I guess. Yeah, but.
1: It's not really much of a story. It's like, not. Guy finds gun, guy finds health pack, guy finds targets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so,
0: so, <laughs> Zombies. I don't know.
1: I'm i am not i am not a huge gamer. Um, I, but the only gaming podcasts I listen to on any regular basis, uh, are theoretically yours when you have game guests on <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, isometric, um, with, uh, Georgia and Steve of Dunkin Donuts fame and, uh-huh. uh, Brianna and uh, Maddie Myers. And so it's, it's just like, I, I, I can feel better about listening to that, even though I don't really particularly enjoy a game because I kind of enjoy the dissection of culture around game gaming. So I think that that, that is interesting.
0: Yeah, I do too. Can we talk about how awful Dunkin Donuts is for just like 30 seconds?
1: I, I was really hoping that we would find a natural segue into yeah. it and I'm so glad we did. <laughs> Hi, Steve. I know you're listening to this episode because we knew <laughs> that we would talk about you. But uh, so I I don't understand. I just don't get it. Like I've never been to the Northeast. So maybe I'm going to like the wrong Dunkin Donuts, but it's a chain. So I just have to assume that it's the same everywhere because it came from the same horrible factory. Uh, but but it, it doesn't speak to me on any level. It, it is just all about sugar and dairy yep. and and just loading up really poor coffee with as much crap as possible. And I don't understand people who buy it in the grocery store. Like it, like I understand if it's like an emergency or like there's a deal and you just, you can't do anything else. And that's, that's what you got to do. That's fine. I understand. Like you're in an airport. Go for you. Right. Go for it. Uh, like, there's no other alternative. You're not going to die. I don't really, like, judge you as a person. But if you're like, oh, man, that's the best coffee on earth, then I'm just kind of, like, you know, cocking my head to the side. I'm like, are you really,
0: are you really sure about that? Right. Uh, I'm judging I, you. I'm actively judging you right now.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. while, while this is a podcast about acceptance <laughs> and and uh, all different kinds of points of view, I'm going to clearly not draw Duncan the line here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, I, I just, I, I don't get it. <laughs> It's not not like a snobby thing. Like I'll have Starbucks too, but at least everyone can agree Starbucks isn't really that good. It's just sort of the co- it's the it's the disagreement over how great Dunkin' Donuts is. That's the part that just boggles my mind.
0: It all tastes like sugary, sugary burning. Like that's yeah. that's it. Yeah, I love you, Steve. I'm yes. so sorry.
1: <laughs> yes, sorry, sorry, Steve. You knew it was coming. We warned you on Twitter.
0: We did warn him on Twitter. <laughs> Poor guy.
1: Mm -hmm. i i I love talking to steve steve is the best and and everybody who's like oh just steve's just some cisgendered straight white man who you know complains on the internet sometimes about nintendo it's just like nope just follow steve 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 is great he's very entertaining
0: yeah well and he um he is insightful and you know one of the things i respect the most about him is he admits when he's wrong you know that's something I've had to work really hard to do in my life. And I've seen Steve readily do that a couple of times. And yeah, Steve, Steve is wonderful. Steve Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite people. Um, And I know a lot of awesome people. So
1: we've said too many nice things about Steve. Now (laughs) this is all going to go to his head.
0: I know. And his ears are probably burning too. Like (laughs) what is going on No. So, yeah, we talked about Dunkin' Donuts. We did say we were going to talk about mac and cheese, but Casey list does not listen to less than or equal. So I don't know if we can adequately like even do it justice no i
1: mean i think that's more one, one of those things that just steve just wanted us to weigh in on
0: I, uh, I i don't really have
1: a super strong opinion on it um you know when i was a kid and i and i did kid things like sure craft dinner which i would call craft macaroni and cheese but other people call craft dinner and they're really upset about it if you call it math craft macaroni and cheese canadians um, Yes. Well, I don't really particularly <laughs> care for it. I find it gritty and soupy and weird. Um and I don't particularly enjoy the shape of the pasta. So, oh. oh my um, gosh. But uh velveta shells and cheese, uh I will probably eat like once every couple months or so. Um because I I find it oddly pleasant in its horrible salty plasticness. Um and again, this is just like Dunkin' Donuts, where I can acknowledge <laughs> this is not a good thing. So this is not this is not like uh, some sort of deep denial about how it's a great thing. Like, no, it's it's just not a, not a good thing at all. Right. Um, but but this sort of conversation is usually uh, what, what you can expect uh, to find uh, me involved in, like uh, on our movie podcast. It was the shame burrito thing. Uh, where... where you know, you know, you should need something and then you do it anyways and then you feel bad about it after. Um, so th- th- that's just life. Yep. Like that, that's how you, that's how you, a, you gotta You got to roll with it. You got to eat your Velveeta shells and cheese you sometimes.
0: Do. So, OK, so. I go to one MLB game a year um, when the Rockies play the Diamondbacks. My mom comes down we go see the Rockies game. And so this weekend. Uh, are
1: those the team names? Those
0: are the team names. Yeah. yeah. OK. Um. Is this football? <laughs> oh, you, you and Justin will get along f- famously. Uh, <laughs> he was like, "So are they using clubs out there, or like, do they do they get par? Like, I don't understand what's going on." But he did get a macaroni and cheese hot dog at the stadium, um, which looked awful, awful, awful. Yeah. Oh my God. You,
1: you you uh avoid the gluten's, right? I do.
0: Yes, I get sick of the gluten's.
1: Yeah, so you probably did not take a bite of that. I
0: did not partake, but it did look like craft blue box. Um, Ew. Yeah. On top of
1: a hot dog? On top of a hot dog. It's so runny. Yeah. Like, I don't, you just like completely sogify the bun. Yeah,
0: it, it did not look good. <laughs> it, Justin deemed it edible, um, which <laughs> I think is kind of like an iffy determination, but you know, what can you do?
1: Yeah, the only, the only, uh, uh, stadium concession that I can remember eating recently, uh, was about three or four years ago, my, uh, sister's boyfriend who is now her husband, uh, came to visit with my sister and, uh, decided that we were all going to go, uh, watch a Dodgers game. Um, which is the first and only time I've been to a Dodgers game in Los Angeles, even though I've been here for 10 years uh and so we uh we went to go to this thing and it happened to be free dodger dog day and uh we 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 all thought oh let's just take advantage of this oh no sorry it wasn't free it was one dollar and so i was like what 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 is a dodger dog a dodger dog i'm so glad you asked (laughs) your your listeners are gonna definitely want to know this a dodger dog is apparently some sort of uh, famous in certain circles, uh, hot dog product. Okay, um, it is a kind of hot dog in that it is exactly like a hot dog, okay. and it is it is just sort of kind of longish, and then it comes in a in a bun, and it's sort of like skinny and pink and flaccid. Um, so I, I bet you haven't had anybody say flaccid on this podcast.
0: I think you're the you're the first person to say flaccid. Good job. Yes, I don't even have to beep it out.
1: This is a, well, it's not a bad word. It's not. It's just,
0: it's just a horrible word to hear. Flaccid. <laughs> No,
1: so you you get you get these Dodger dogs, and they're they're long, skinny, pink, horrible things on white, smushy buns, and so you you eat which not not a innuendo, but then you eat this thing, and you're like, oh, well, you know that wasn't super filling, but it was it was pretty okay for a dollar i'll go get another one. Oh no and then very quickly you find you find that you're in the situation of i've eaten too many of these these are horrible for me i'm going to die now i will curl up into a little ball and i will die and so that that is that is the dodger promise i guess
0: wow that's amazing oh yeah
1: baseball Ugh. what are you gonna do
0: watch the teams play don't don't eat the food just just go watch the teams play no uh
1: with my co-host, who you live near, uh, we we frequently talk about the uh, Arizona teams, uh, what they have available in their concession stands, because um, apparently it is a thing now where sports teams are sort of outdoing themselves on like what kind of horrible things they can manufacture. Obviously. Um, especially if they can include like branded tie-ins. And there were some particularly terrible things that the uh, the Diamondbacks are producing. Um, and uh, or wait. Is it the Diamondbacks? I, I think the team is locally, colloquially uh, referred to as the, the D-backs.
0: D-Backs. Yes, yes. I
1: find that abhorrent and I didn't <laughs> believe it was actually true. And then I was in Arizona for like a weekend uh, last year for Memorial Day. Um, remind me never to do that again because uh, it was like 150,000 degrees.
0: I was going to say like Arizona in general or like not in December.
1: Oh, uh, I would rather go in like a colder month. Um, cause it was, it was so hot and it was, it was, uh, at this area where there wasn't, well, I guess most of it doesn't have trees, but this area particularly devoid of trees. And, uh, so I was complaining about it and I saw the infomercial and I was like, Oh, this is, I can't believe this is actually the team name. And, uh, we were talking about it and then, since then we've sent back and forth different things that they've had available in their menu which are not appropriate <laughs> um just just all kinds of horrible food so i encourage your audience to go enjoy looking at that stuff and it's just it, it's a lot of fun to make fun of horrible food that brands can invent for not very good reasons mm-hmm. uh but but especially with uh, sodium content so oh like, yeah go go have fun with that world
0: or eat a tablespoon of salt and you'll be fine yeah so we're getting close to an hour. I have a question for you. Okay. You you have to know this question's coming, but you might not, you might not see it. When are you going to talk about The Princess Bride on Defocused?
1: I totally saw this question coming. <laughs> and I, and the answer is, I'm not sure. Uh, it's, it's something where it's like, it would be cool to do that. And then it's just like, keep slightly pushing it out. Mm-hmm. Just slightly out of the, out of just a little bit further away just every now and then just a little bit further. And it mostly has happens whenever you ask me. What we're <laughs> <doing>. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not doing it to be mean or anything. I, I just, I just want like the perfect time to come. Uh, cause people who pay attention to the lists of things that we talk about, it's just like, this is totally random. It, it, there's, it, there's sort of like a method to the madness in that it's just whatever our mood happens to be at the time. Um, and that, uh, what we can plan for and arrange and stuff. Uh, because unlike your podcast, we don't manage guests very well because we record at really, really late hours and under strange conditions. So we're not social creatures, uh, <laughs> but you're nerds. Yeah. It, it, so I, I do eventually want to do it under the appropriate circumstances mm. uh, where it will be it will receive the maximum amount of attention. Because the la- the last thing I want to do is to do a subpar Princess Bride episode, and then you listen to it and you're like, "That was it. I waited. I waited a whole year for that." I waited two years for I that. W- I'm I looking for at that? my
0: watch here. It's been a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just want you to that know. That's an interesting
1: watch that you have. That <laughs> <laughs> you have it on your uh, on your on your Apple Watch. You have a complication, right? That's like, right. I wrote it's my own focus cycles.
0: Yeah, yeah. I wrote my own. I, it's been this many days since there has not been a Princess Bride episode of Defocus. <laughs> like <sighs> anyway, but I want you to know that I have another movie picked out. Once you do the Princess Bride, I've got another one. I'm going to start begging you about. Oh, just
1: so you know. OK, which one is that? Shall I dare uh, I ask?
0: I don't know if I want to tell you. I don't even know if it's one you'd like. Like, I, I kind of take it on faith that you'll like you like the Princess Bride because everybody is required to like the Princess Bride. It's it's just like part of being a, a citizen of Earth. Um, But my cousin Vinny is the, is my next one that I'm going to start bugging you about. I like my cousin Vinny. OK, good. I own it on on DVD. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. actually one of my comfort movies, and it's um, I think it's a really awesome feminist movie. So like, I love this movie
1: because of uh Marissa Tomei's uh, yeah, like massive spike at the end of it where where she seals the deal on yep. the case. Well, just the yeah. whole Spo- thing spoiler in general. Alert, everyone
0: <laughs> from, movie from like nineteen <laughs> what ninety two or something.
1: Oh, I'm sure someone's going to write it and they'll be like I can't believe you <laughs> can't spoiled believe, the end of the movie. Right? It's going to be like come on.
0: No, but like through the whole movie, she's she's just like she doesn't take crap from anyone and you know, least of all Vinny and so, you know, Vinny's like, "Oh, you know, the other lawyer has to has to oh, he's going to give me his files." I just asked him for him. He's going to give him. She's like, "No shit." And I'm like, I love you. You were just amazing. We're going to have to bleep that word out.
1: Okay. Okay. No, yeah, but I, I, I like my cousin Vinny. Okay. Um, good. Al- although there is some somewhat strange and disturbing news in that uh, Marissa Tomei is, has been cast as the next uh, Aunt May in the next Spider Man reboot. Um, I don't know if you saw that.
0: I did. I. So. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i largely ignore you have some complicated i do it. i really do i largely ignore <laughs> spider-man i've actually i don't think i've seen any of the spider-man movies um
1: I, I worked on three of the bad ones
0: i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't support you and i'm sorry i didn't No, it's watch okay i him. don't really like, i don't go
1: back and watch them myself so uh, it's all right
0: like spider-man's never been a compelling character for me Um, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, well, I guess that's kind of interesting, but it's never been, he's not Batman or, or, you know, anyway. (laughs) And
1: he he doesn't, he doesn't do it for you.
0: It's just like, (laughs) oh, it's a dude who got bit by a spider. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's not compelling. Oh, you're an angsty teenager. Okay. I was one once too.
1: He's, he's not particularly compelling for me either. Um, and, and I should probably identify with the character, uh, more than other people, but it's just something about like, if you. If you spend like all of two minutes looking at his character history, you're just like this makes no sense. Like I can't identify with like the whole life it, like being rebooted and secret identities and people being dead and back alive and dead again mm-hmm. and back alive and clones. Oh god, don't send in <laughs> the clones. And so you know, the, it, like I, I was not. I, I, was, I was. It's not that I. Think that other people shouldn't like him. I just he just yeah, I agree. yeah He does nothing for me either.
0: Yeah. And so, and then there's the whole like Hollywood um what counts as like an older woman um type thing. Cause Marissa Tomei, I mean, she's not in her twenties anymore, but she's definitely not what I think of when I think of Aunt May. And so like I kind of have those feelings too. And it's just kind of this complicated ball of ick. I guess for me anyway.
1: Yeah, no, I'm right there with you, especially if you like start to plot out the, the, uh, the decreasing age of Aunt May over each of these three reboots. Um, by the time they get to the fourth reboot, she's going to be 38. Um, and then the reboot after that she'll be 10. And then the reboot after that she'll be negative four. So I don't know. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be really hard to do this. Uh,
0: but you can't even get a zygote to do that. It's just Mm -hmm. nothing.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I, 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 I and, uh, someone on the internet, uh, Dr. Drang, I don't know if you're familiar with his tweets, I am. Uh, he's, he's a very old cranky man. And so <laughs> who who, who might also love to follow. I, I have a thing for cranky people. And so, uh, he, you know, he commented on it and he's like, oh, I can't believe, you know, Hollywood ca- would cast somebody so young for this. Uh, and, and I replied, you know, don't worry, they'll, they'll compensate it by, uh, casting an 88 year old man to be uncle Ben because of yep. the age difference. Uh, cause cause Hollywood age differences are appalling. Hel- well, I was going to say hilarious oh, yeah. in, in the abstract, <laughs> like the fact that people live through it as a society is not good, but the fact that you can, you can actually look at this and be like, so, so people think that this is acceptable. Like as, as, not just the studios making it, but the audience totally buys it. They're like, Okay, so here's our forty eight year old leading man and his twenty two year old girlfriend in the movie. It's like okay. Not creepy or weird at all, mm-hmm. guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can tell who casts.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's because the men run everything. Yep. They direct, they uh, run all of the studios, <laughs> they, they, they they run everything. Even when women get ahead, um, it's not always worked out super well all of the time. Uh, like if you look at like compensation of women yep. in in these films, they wind up usually making less than men make. Uh, and if you look at, let's say, um, not to badmouth a former employer, um, who I had no interaction with the actual side of the studio that managed money or stars or anything. I had nothing to do with that. But if you paid attention to the news, then I'm sure everybody else saw that there were some gaps in what people were paid uh, that were revealed by uh, the Sony hack, which was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the gaps were revealed was terrible. The Sony the hack, the was, hack terrible. was terrible. My, yeah. yeah, my social security's on the internet. I hate that. Uh, so when this happened, there was this sort of, A little bit of a shock because uh, a woman was running the side of things and was aware of this. And when she was challenged about this at a uh, speaking event that that happened, uh, she, you know, Amy Pascal said, uh, well, you know, women need to demand more. They need to know to go get more. And that's sort of a catch 22. Cause it's like, well, if they don't know they're secretly not being paid as well as their male co-stars, then how are they supposed to fix that? Yeah. Uh, and then you as the female person in charge of this, it's just like, well, are you okay with that? Cause you seem pretty okay with that. And, and uh, that's a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. It, it's, it's it, Hollywood is, is a cesspool. Um, so, so just in general, so I'm not really like picking out like a winner here where I'm like, you did a great job, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a mess. Um, and, uh, there was recently, of course, like a, a big acceptance speech thing. It's just like, oh, this is, uh, you know, Women everywhere need to be recognized. And of course, this was also sort of a response to happening around the same time as uh, revelations about payments and stuff. And, you know, there's a great gif of uh, Meryl Streep just, just like pointing at the stage and just shouting. And it's like, you know, yeah, it's women are not treated well, especially older women in Hollywood and especially uh, not selected for roles where they have much power or
0: authority. Yep. Mm-hmm. Preach it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 awful. Wouldn't it be amazing if I could get like Gina Davis on here? I'm just gonna daydream about that for a second. <laughs> that
1: that would be that would be pretty good. That would
0: be amazing. Or, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll uh, settle, air quote, settle for Meryl Streep. You know, uh-huh. I, I'll you know, I'll take one for the team. <laughs> you you stoop <laughs> down to her level. <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> uh, no, I
0: I and you know,
1: lost in this conversation, of course, is uh, well people who are not white yep. <laughs> people Absolutely. who are you know not straight and you know all, all that everything yep like
0: we it, have it a is, long way to go
1: yeah it, like when we talk about like you know it, it, in games people complain about white privilege and like uh the demands that these audiences have like if you look at like people who talk about films on the internet like if you go to some of those horrible film sites it'll be kind of the same kind of conversations that are happening where it's just like, Oh, I can't believe they cast so-and-so they're not hot enough to place this person. And it's just like, that's a really gross opinion. You have there, person on the internet. I I don't really think that you know what you're talking about. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, Hollywood. Yeah.
1: I'm glad we fixed it by having this conversation.
0: I totally, I I
1: feel like it's super fixed now.
0: it, It will be. Yeah. I mean, tomorrow, I mean, these things take time, but I think tomorrow, like before this even airs, it's all just going to be solved. Going to mm-hmm. be like equal pay. No more sleazy comments. Ugh, anyway. All right, Joe. Anything else you wanted to talk about today?
1: No. Just that I would I would once again encourage people of Uh, different lifestyles and different uh, backgrounds and, you know, all kinds of differences, then maybe you should write into a lean and see if maybe that you might be qualified to be on this thing because I'm an idiot and I was on it. So (laughs) uh, it would be it would be good to have a bunch of different opinions on here.
0: I think literally the email was like, you need to have more gay guys on. And I was like, "Okay, when do you want to come on? And like that was about it. Yeah. So. So, yeah, it, it's, it's not difficult. to want to come on the show. It's a really, really, really low high bar. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the high, low bar. It's the high, low bar. Yes. OK. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Joe, if people want to listen to one of your podcasts or follow your not funny Twitter account, as you put it, where can they find it? Uh, if
1: you go to defocus.co, you will find the, pod, uh, the movie podcast that I do with Dan Stern. If you go to unhelpful suggestions.com, you will find the, uh, uh, very young podcast that I'm doing with, uh, Marco Savic. And if you go to, uh, at Joe Steele on Twitter or however you want to do it, the at sign, that's the one not spelled out, uh, that. <laughs> and it's steal like the metal, not steal like the activity. I don't condone stealing, oh, um, but I do condone metallurgy. Uh, so we need it. It's important. <laughs> yes. Especially if you can figure out alchemy, that'd be great. Oh, but yeah. uh, then I'd have to change my name to Joe Gold or something. That'd be amazing. Uh, but just just go, just go <laughs> to Joe Steel and then you, you'll find stuff there and there's like about links and stuff like it, it's not hard. I'm, I'm not I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not. an incredibly difficult human being.
0: You don't have a super secret identity. No. No.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, just don't like approach me in real life because then I'll just be totally weirded out by that. That'd be creepy because I don't I don't put that information out there. So if you manage that one, then be creepy. Yeah. You
0: know, even um, I've got to say, I was really impressed when I went to WWDC last month that everybody was like super respectful of my space. And it was kind of weird when people came up and said, I listened to your podcast, but like nobody tried to like lunge for a hug or anything. So like, good job podcast listeners.
1: I, I'm glad you brought up WWDC because I was so incredibly jealous that you went because I'm not even going to hide it. I'm not going to say like, (laughs) oh, good for you. I was just like, I wish I could go. No, I was, I was really, and theoretically I could have just driven up there and like mm-hmm. gone through the things, but I had a friend in town and I had work and I just could not leave. Ugh,
0: friends are the worst.
1: I know. It's like, what are they, what are they going to do? Just like be friends and stuff. Right. That's the worst. Yeah. She, she,
0: you
1: know, but, uh, uh, maybe next year or something. Uh, but I, I was so jealous when I was, <laughs> and I was seeing all the stuff that coming, coming out of there and all the other podcasters. And i just like, it's basically a podcasting convention, um, um. in addition to being like you know, developers actually convening. It was just like, this is, this makes me sad that I'm all by myself down here in Los Angeles (laughs) with the sun, entertainment capital of the world. No one here.
0: My friends. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so the thing is, um, I didn't really see, I saw my coworkers. So I worked for a development company and there were like 20 of us there. Um, and so I saw actually not a lot of them either. I was I was going everywhere, but like, um, I saw John Syracusa, Marco and Casey, but I didn't didn't see Jason. I didn't see like Serenity. I didn't like I most podcasters that I know or who know me at least tangentially, I did not see like that whole week. And I was very tired at the end of it.
1: Well, at least you had fun and at least you got a lot accomplished and networked with the stickers and stuff like you did at PAX, which I'm also jealous. Of. Well, actually, no, I take that back. Nah. I'm not really jealous of PAX because PAX is, PAX is kind of gross to me. Um,
0: yeah, I don't think I'll go back. <laughs> I don't think I'll do another PAX. Okay. I'm sorry. In February, I might change my mind, but I, it, <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good to go. It was good to spend time with Steve. Um, and like we still. My husband and I stayed the night with Ken one night and, you know, it was really good to see those people and 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 get a chance to spend time with them. But I think I'd rather just go to Boston for a couple of days outside of PAX and spend time with them um than go to the event. OK,
1: yeah, you can you should go. So that way you have enough time to tour all of uh Steve's favorite Dunkin Donuts.
0: I don't know if there's enough time to do that. You can ask him which
1: ones make his breakfast sandwiches correctly, uh, and then he can <laughs> run down the list.
0: He can take me, and I cannot eat them because I don't eat gluten, but I can see mm-hmm. and appreciate their brilliance.
1: Yes. Well, you should verify that they're correctly made. That's <sighs> so what you really should do. Yeah. It's just yeah. look at them and assess and, and just like actually do some objective measurements and be like – is this really correctly made? Right, uh, and find find that out because I think the audience would really want to know that, and I'm sure they would totally crowdfund a trip so that you could um, look at breakfast sandwiches because <laughs> it's it's super important <laughs> to equality.
0: It is somehow because breakfast is fundamental meal of the day, and there's no equality without breakfast. Anyway, you can find the show on Twitter at. <laughs> Cool. if you have feedback suggestions for guests or would like to be a guest do what joe says please go to less than or and fill out the contact form uh if you have a few minutes i'd really appreciate it if you could relieve us relieve if, really appreciate it if you could leave a star rating or a review on itunes and really if you want to show mm, if you really want to help the show out tell your friends get people to listen Thank you for listening. Until next time on an internet near you. I am Aline Sims for Less Than or Equal. That'll all sound really smooth once Justin gets done. It'll be it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. And then you do the dee 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 at the end. <laughs> I had to. That was so delightful. Mm-hmm. He was like, there's a sound and I'm like, oh, it's my childhood and a sound.
1: <laughs> uh America Online. Is there anything you can't do? Oh, yeah. Be profitable.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I, those. how much are they making off of AOL still? It's, oh, they're it's making, a chunk. They're still
1: making money, and they're still making money off of people who don't realize that uh-huh. they're signed up for it. Yep. But it is a number that is not growing. No, um, that's so, true. Yeah, it's, it's not a growth industry, as they say, growth hacking.
0: I lived in an area so remote, there was not a local AOL number. I would have help, had to call long distance Wow. To be an AOL member. That's where I grew up.
1: So who who did you have to call? Was it like a Net Zero or something?
0: Um we had a local ISP. Oh, okay. They were not great, but they were they were the ISP. So that's what we used.
1: Yeah. Now we we had I still remember um my uh mom came home one day with a uh, Supra Express, that's Supra, not Super, uh, Supra Express uh, 33.6 uh, modem with an ADB port because we had a Mac and it would plug into the back of that. And the, Oh, sorry, it was a serial port. Uh, same, same looking thing. It was like a little cylinder thing. Mm. And so it plugs into the back and you hook up the, the phone line and she installed a second phone line just for this. And oh, wow. I remember, yeah, because be, that way we could actually have calls. And we could have faxes, or we could have, uh, you know, internet. And let's just say not a lot of faxes were being sent or received. Uh, But we had had the internet. So that was great. And uh, it was one of those things where initially, it starts off really well, and you realize that you're like part of the world, and you can get on the internet and do stuff. And then you realize you can use web browsers that aren't the horrible one that c- comes embedded in AOL, and then you realize, oh, man, there's so many people out here in the whole entire universe, and there are all these people to talk to. And, you know, that's something we didn't talk about on the episode. It's just, like, basically, the internet is huge yep. because it influences so many things about, like, the way the society will grow and change. And all of these people with different opinions and different ideas get to meet and talk and argue, uh, mostly argue. And then- dox
0: each other and-
1: yeah, and, and just become friends. Uh, the people who live in isolated or remote areas can be exposed to ideas that they wouldn't otherwise be exposed to or meet people that they otherwise wouldn't meet, like meet, air quotes, on the internet. Uh, have uh, people to talk to about issues in their lives. Um, think about how important that is for people You know, gay people, it's just like, well, who are are you going to meet in your tiny little town all by yourself and nobody's going to be out because they're all terrified to be out. And so then it's just you Um, and you're not out and then you're just stuck there all by yourself. But nope, you got the Internet. And even though this dial up connection, you can go talk to other people and just be one with the Internet uh, it, it, you don't have to like move somewhere and live in a certain area of a certain city. And so that, that this is like a hugely influential thing that I probably think probably has changed a lot of people's perceptions mm-hmm. along with, uh, mainstream media becoming more comfortable, uh, with having people on it. So it's, it's all, you know, if you expose yourself to different th- ways of thinking, then I think it can be uh really good.
0: And I don't think we're, we would be where we are now, like marriage equality would I don't think would exist today if it had not been for the internet. I think that that was imperative.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and now we've lived long enough to see our our favorite brands use rainbow avatars, uh, to advertise for products and services yeah. that we can all use because they support marriage equality. And so there's the cynical part of me that like makes fun of that, but then there's the other part of me that's like that's actually pretty cool because nobody's nobody's really doing that about anything else, so that was actually kind of nice um thank Thank you cynical people <laughs> who are who are totally pandering to me. I appreciate you too, MasterCard and your horrible Twitter ad that was on the same day I was trying to read that news uh <laughs> so there there's that
0: and Dropbox and
1: and Tim Cook um so yeah that that's big
0: yeah, that was <sighs> wonder if I can get Tim Cook. I have I actually <laughs> I have not emailed Gina Davis yet. Okay, but I did email Tim Cook and I was really hoping at WWDC because it was strongly hinted at that I would have an opportunity to meet him and I had I had a business card on hand at all times cuz I was like, look, I am going to do my best to get Tim Cook on this podcast. It will never happen, but I'm I'm really going to try cuz um because I've got a lot of respect for him, um, I I really think um, I really think that, um, and I've blogged about this that um, with Steve Jobs, it was Apple was about products and design. I think that Apple under Tim Cook is about people, um, and I'm pretty cynical, but I think that it's a genuine thing. I don't think it's a marketing thing. I think that he's trying to leave the world better, and I I admire that.
1: Yeah, no, I. He's not a perfect human being and he has flaws and he works for a company that's not perfect and it also has flaws. Um, but th- on this one particular issue for 100% with 100% certainty, I can say yay thumbs up mm-hmm. and on many other issues he's weighted in where there was no particular need mm-hmm. to wait in, um, and, and say something and it was better that he did that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so it, it is, it is good that he, that he does this and he is, uh, as socially active. A lot of people say that he should, you know, be quiet. They should, that, um, you know, tech podcasts should only talk about tech. Tech should only be about tech at all times. It's just computer maths and stuff. And it's just like, nope. it's no, it's all about people. Yep. Yep.
0: Without people, none of this happens.
1: Yeah. And without diverse sets of people, then you get mostly the same stuff. Yep. <laughs>